Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the Offseason Champions Podcast. I'm Sean, and this is a podcast dedicated to the Washington Redskins. So another game, another loss. The Redskins end their one-game winning streak, losing to the San Francisco 49ers 9-0. In a game that was completely washed out, a wet, wild, ugly game, the Redskins lose again, not even able to put up a single point. Let's talk about it. Where do I even start with this game? I mean, I've got to talk about the weather. It was probably the biggest factor on the day. Uh, Forecast, I don't think anyone predicted the amount of rain that was going to come. It was like a monsoon out there, and it basically turned the field into a swamp. Um, It rained all day, and that affected both teams, both sides of the ball, and it was just a slow, sloppy, wet game. Um, our opening drive Redskins got the ball first pretty good long sustained drive 8 minute 14 second drive 12 plays 11 of which were running plays Callahan hammered home for the last two weeks how he wants to run the ball how he believes there's a direct correlation between running the ball and winning he ran the ball 11 times and it was pretty successful Adrian Peterson had a lot of success early on uh, he was breaking off five, six-yard carries. And even though the Niners knew it was coming, they couldn't stop it. Um, it was an impressive opening drive. Really set the tone. Brought this team down into field goal range. And that's where the trouble started. Hopkins missed the field goal and went wide right. I don't know if it was the wind. I don't know if it was the sloppy conditions on the field. But... It just killed the momentum on this offensive uh, side of the ball. Really just set a... After having a really good tone set by AP, it just killed all the momentum. Took the the, the air right out of the stadium, and that's kind of how the f- entire first half went. Um, nothing really happened. It was a quick first half, uh, to be completely honest. This was a really quick game overall, but the first half went by really quickly. Um, ended 0-0. Neither, tw- neither team getting into uh, into the end zone or kicking a field goal. Um, just because of the weather, sloppy play. Um, going into the second half, Niners were able to get in a field goal position and put up three points. Redskins were in it. I felt almost like the entire game, they were kind of in this. Actually, you know, despite the score, Redskins were only down 6 nothing into late in the fourth quarter. However, I watching this game, I just never felt confident that they were in this game. It just never looked like it was coming together, despite the score being so close. The Redskins weren't close. I mean, they ended the game 9 nothing, And I just, I had zero confidence that Case Keenum was going to get anything done. He just looked terrible all day long. He went 9 for 12 for 77 yards. 
12 pass attempts in an entire football game for 77 yards. Adrian Peterson had 20 carries for 81 yards. I mean, I just... At what point do we say Case Keenum just isn't going to do it for us? He's just not going to get it done. And I understand the conditions were terrible. And even Jimmy Garoppolo uh, struggled a little bit. He threw 12 for 21 for 151 yards and one pick. But 77 yards on nine attempts. I'm sorry, on, on nine completions on 12 attempts. It's just staggering that... That is the status quo, that that is our starting quarterback, and that's acceptable to this coaching staff. Um, it just boggles my mind. It absolutely does. Um, this offense all day struggled. I, I really don't know what other way to say it. I mean, our leading receiver was Trey Quinn, two receptions, 30 yards. Followed up by Wendell Smallwood, one reception, 18 yards. Jeremy Sprinkle, two receptions, 13 yards. And our man, Terry McLaurin, the future of this receiving core, one reception, 11 yards on two targets. I mean, you got to get your impact players the ball early and often. And it just seems like we could not get anything going. I don't think the offensive line struggled much. I mean, there was definitely some plays where you could tell the offensive line was struggling. But it wasn't that bad. Keenum had some time. It was just, I don't know. I I guess you have to blame it on the conditions. But you can't blame all of it on the conditions. I mean, some of it is on the quarterback and reading the defenses and understanding what he's looking at and understanding what you can do with the ball. And I just have zero confidence in Case Keenum at this point. Um, and I'll get into a little bit later. I just don't see how we can continue to run this team under Case Keenum at center, um, under center. It's just, it's staggering to me. Uh, the defense, I will say, looked good. I mean, they held a really good San Francisco 49ers team, scoreless into the half, and they had kept them out of the end zone the entire day. Um, defense played well. I mean, there was some sloppy play here and there. Um, Landon Collins, for example, he had two really big back-to-back plays, you know, absolutely blowing up uh, the ball carrier both times. And next series, he had two plays where he missed a tackle uh, and it just looked terrible in coverage. So all day, there was good and bad on the defensive side. Um, ultimately giving up three field goals, um, but not enough, man. They, I've got to hand it to the defense, man. They did everything you would expect them to do against a team that came in undefeated, who's been playing really well all year long, and they, this defense kept it kept us in this game, and the offense could not get it done. In the beginning of the season, it was the complete opposite. This offense was doing enough to win games, and the defense was losing it, and we seem to have reversed that, and now the defense is trying to keep us in these games, and the offense just isn't getting it done under Case Keenan. There's there's no spark. He's not getting into a flow. He's not getting into a rhythm. Um, You know, the offense was abysmal. You can blame the weather a little, but it was just a terrible showing overall at the bottom line. 
And again, don't get me wrong, the 49ers are a really good team. They played exceptionally well. They have one of the best defenses in the entire league. They are one of the two best teams in the entire league that are undefeated. I mean, they look really good. But we kept it close. This defense kept it close, and they managed to get it done at the end of the day. Um, just to go into some more stats, team stats uh, for this game. San Francisco put up 283 yards to Washington's 154. Again, Garoppolo threw for 146 passing yards. Uh, San Fran ran for 137 total rushing yards. Washington only put up 104. Um, and I guess one of the biggest plays on the day, one of the biggest turning points when in the third quarter, I believe the skins were down, I think it was 3 nothing, uh, might have been 6 nothing. They were driving again. Pretty good drive. And I believe it was a, um, there were six plays. They had gone for 47 yards. There's some big plays. Uh, Trey Quinn had a 19 yard catch. Adrian Peterson was busting off a few decent runs. And then he fumbles. And San Fran gets the ball back. 12 plays, goes down the field, and kicks another field goal. But that play alone, that, that, as much as the Hopkins missed field goal really stymied the offense and killed momentum, that fumble, I mean, you can't fumble in those situations. You just cannot give up the ball in a game that's this close. And it's hard to say, to, you know, Adrian Peterson has to put this team on his back and carry them across the goal line. But, you know, he's a veteran. He's a one-day Hall of Famer, and he knew the conditions out there. And he coughed up the ball. I mean, he killed that drive. And uh, it was it was another moment where this team lost their momentum and the air kind of went out of the stadium. And it just never came back. This offense really never got started again. Um, they had two more drives in the fourth quarter, both of which, you know, three plays in a punt. And in the fourth quarter, two plays and the game time ran out. Um just a rough game overall. Uh, third down efficiencies, San Francisco 43% third down efficiency, Washington 33% third down efficiency. And I think that's only where it is because there was not a lot of drives. Um, this was an absolutely fast game in terms of length of time played. Normally, you watch a Redskins game, you're talking three, three and a half hours. Um, this thing was over in two hours and 40 minutes. And I guess everyone wanted to get it out of there. I mean, the, the clock just seemed to not stop running, especially in the first half. Uh, it moved relatively quickly. Um, time of possession, San Fran, 33 minutes to Washington's 26. And another telling stat, San Fran, two penalties to Washington's seven. They're just a much more disciplined team. Um, there was a lot of holding penalties again. Um, a couple calls on the offensive line. It was just undisciplined and sloppy play all around. Not just the field, not just the conditions, but uh, on on this team, really. Uh, 
not being disciplined. Um, yeah, so this team is now one in six. And despite everyone else in the NFC East, I mean, Dallas got their uh, fourth win of the year. Um, Eagles only have three wins. They're now three and four. And Giants are now two and four. All right. Yeah, uh, two and five, I believe. Um, I mean, at what point do you say, okay, we're one and six. Maybe it's time to start thinking about the future of this team. Maybe it's time before the trade deadline to start getting rid of some of these veteran assets and uh, stockpiling draft picks for our upcoming draft. I think this team did phenomenal in the draft this year. And if we can if we could stockpile more draft picks and bring in more youth and more talent, um, I think it's only going to benefit us in the long run. There are some big name players on this team that should be moved before the trade deadline. Uh, even if it's for lo- late round picks, um, you've just you got to get a return on some of these guys. Trent Williams, I don't understand why he's still on this team. He doesn't want to be here. At this point, it seems like Bruce Allen is just trying to prove a point in saying, we're not going to let the players dictate when they go and how they think things are done here. We're going to keep him here out of spite and trade him when we're ready. And it just seems, it just seems foolish to wait to prolong the situation. And I just don't understand. I, I just don't get it. It's ridiculous to me. And Trent Williams should be moved now to a team that needs him and would be willing to give us a, a decent return. Um, Josh Norman, if we could get rid of him and trade him, even if it's for a late-round pick, it's worth it at this point to start stockpiling potential draft picks. Um, there are a lot of players on this team that if we opened it up to other teams, a lot of players would get taken, and we could potentially really load up I seriously doubt this team will do that. Uh, as Bruce Allen thinks, we have a great culture and we're close. But at some at some point, you just have to say, you know, we've got some really high-paid veterans who are not giving us great production. And we've seen what happens when some of these Redskins players goes to other teams, how well they can perform. At what point... Does this team say, listen, we're one in six, you know, let's finish out strong. Let's develop these young, talented guys we have on this team. But we know we're not going to make the playoffs. Let's get ready for next year. Let's get this talent ready for next year. And these players who are on our roster next year, let's get them up to speed and let's get them playing uh, at an NFL level. And, I mean, ultimately, that brings us to the quarterback situation. Case Keenum is doing absolutely nothing to help this team. I mean, it's staggering how poor his production has been over the past two weeks. Nine completions for 77 yards this week. You're telling me 
that our rookie 15th overall draft pick, Dwayne Haskins, could not hand the ball off all day long and throw for nine completions for 77 yards? Dwayne Haskins played one year at Ohio State. He is a player that is continuing to develop, but desperately needs playing time. Desperately needs to be on that field and gaining experience week in, week out. I just don't understand why this team has not started Dwayne Haskins. And maybe it's going to happen in a week or two. The Redskins have a short week. They play Minnesota Vikings this Thursday. And that's a homecoming game for Case Keenum. He's got something to prove there. And it's a short week. Okay, I get that. But why is not Dwayne Haskins not been on the field? I mean, he should have been on the field for the Miami game. He should have been on the game, on the field this week for this game. He should be finishing out this year. And I hope it happens before the bye week. Knowing this team, it'll hope maybe happen after the bye week. But I'm not even certain of that. Bill Callahan is very high praise for Case Keenum. And from all reports we're seeing, everyone feels that Dwayne Haskins should sit and learn. But if you're sitting behind... Case Keenum and learning behind Case Keenum and watching him throw 12 attempts for 77 yards. Is that really what you want him learning behind? Wouldn't it be better to have Dwayne Haskins go out there and throw those nine completions himself, even if he throws a pick or two in there, to learn from those mistakes and to move on and just to continue to develop I'd rather see him make all these mistakes this year in a season that, for all intents and purposes, doesn't matter. We're one in six. Making the playoffs is highly unlikely. Uh, I don't want to say impossible because it's the NFL and anything could happen, but it's very unlikely that this team is going to do anything, anything this year. And it just seems foolish to not have Dwayne Haskins out there. Why are we having him sit? What is he really going to learn throughout the rest of this year that he can't learn on the field? If he is truly the quarterback of the future and he is going to start next year, what better experience than in-game NFL experience at the NFL level and NFL speed? It's not fair to him to just say, okay, it's the end of the season, you're now the starter. You have all off-season to build a rapport with these players and to get prepared for the season. When we have nine games left this season to get him prepared and to work out the kinks and to allow him to get familiar with the speed of the NFL and to get all the mistakes out of the way now in a season that doesn't matter, Dwayne Haskins should be starting for this team. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it should be sooner than later. After this Thursday's game, depending on how Case Keenum does, and ultimately it shouldn't even depend on how Case Keenum does, but after this week's game, Callahan should say we're moving to Dwayne Haskins. He'll have a little over a week to prepare for the Bills game, and that would be a perfect introduction for him. Bills have a really good defense. They're a really, really good team uh, coming off one loss this entire year. And what better time than 
after your short week, you have a longer week, you get Haskins in there, he plays the Bills, and then he has uh, the bye after that. He's got two weeks to go over every single frame of footage from that football game, see exactly what worked, what didn't work, game plan, and get him absolutely ready for a Jets team who is also abysmal. One win on the entire season. It just makes too much sense to start Dwayne Haskins that I fear it won't happen. And I know what everyone's saying. He's not ready and he needs to continue to sit on the bench and learn. But what is he learning? Honestly, he can learn so much more by being on the field and playing. I just, for a player who desperately needs experience, and he should be out there. It's time. I think the fan base knows it. The media knows it. And I know this coaching staff works with him every day, and they see things, and get him out there, man. Honestly, let him make these mistakes now. It only makes sense. I'm tired of seeing Case Keenum out there not producing. He looked great the first week. And ever since then, it's just been this slow descent into mediocrity. And, you know, if we didn't have Dwayne Haskins and it was between Colt McCoy and Case Keenum, you know, I'd say, yeah, leave Case out there. Let him finish the season. Let us get our quarterback of the future. But we supposedly have that quarterback. And we picked him 15th overall, and I think we owe it to him to get him real game-time experience. Um, that being said, I mean, there was a report before the game. Uh, reporters asked Dwayne Haskins. The reporters asked Dwayne Haskins uh, about the reports that he was not ready to play. And Haskins replied, that's really a joke. I pride myself on reading defenses and knowing protections. And this caused a huge uproar among the media. And I still don't know why. I mean, the kid is confident. And the kid is sitting there week in and week out watching terrible quarterback play. And he's coming off a season at Ohio State where he was breaking records and putting up ridiculous numbers. And he's a confident cocky kid and he wants to get out there and he wants to play and you know I don't understand the media hype about his reply he wants to be out there and honestly he should be out there so that's the quarterback situation that's my take on what I think this team should do Redskins are heading out to Minnesota to play a primetime game Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings. Led by Kirk Cousins, the old quarterback that just didn't want to be here anymore. This is going to be a redemption game for Kirk going up against his old team and for Case Keenum uh, going against the Vikings who also just seemed like they didn't want him there. Um, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. 
it's kind of a trap game for the Vikings, and I'm really hoping the Redskins can capitalize on that. Uh, Kirk Cousins has had a hot hand the last four games, but we all know how he does in prime time under pressure, and I guess we also know how the Redskins do in prime time and under pressure, so it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, I think the Redskins are going to come out with a win here. I'm predicting 24-17 to 17 Redskins. I think Case is going to have a big game, and Kirk is going to make some mental mistakes that just cost them the game in the end. And then we have a long, long week until the next game. And hopefully, by the time we play the Buffalo Bills, Dwayne Haskins is under center, and we have a new look. But we'll see. We will see what comes. Uh, as always, guys, I'd like to thank you for listening. I really hope you guys are enjoying what I'm doing here. And if you aren't, please subscribe. If you are, by all means, please leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcast. Uh, it goes a long way in helping this podcast reach more people and a wider audience. Um, if you guys are on Twitter, please follow me at HTTRChamps. Um, tell a friend about the podcast, about the Twitter, about everything. Um, thank you guys all for the support till next time.